Do you want to make a positive impact on the world but don't know where to start? Does learning about the challenges people face make you want to help but you don't know how? Do thoughts and prayers sound fine but you think taking action is better? If so, you're not alone. I'm Caitlin McHugh-Stamos, and I feel exactly the same way. But maybe if we look at one issue at a time and take one action at a time, we will end up making a difference. On this podcast, I interview people who are tackling the world's problems and learn how we can be of service to their causes. Maybe you'll want to volunteer, donate, or even create your own unique way of making a positive impact. And if that sounds overwhelming, I want you to know that just by listening and following, you are helping. The net proceeds of this show will go to the nonprofits we interview. So thank you for being a world changer and asking, how can I help? us have or will experience the loss of a loved one. We recently and suddenly lost our dear friend Bob Saget, and it felt like a punch to the gut, and we're still trying to catch our breath. In the following days, time felt frozen, but with a mix of all of our memories brought to the present. I'm not sure if any of that makes sense. Death really doesn't make sense to me, as very normal a part of life as it is. It's confusing and difficult, but I have a friend who's experienced a lot of this. She is a beautiful open book and is going to share with us how she copes. She'll give advice on how to be a comfort to others who are grieving, and she'll share how helping others has been instrumental in her own healing. Here is my good friend, Jamie Epstein-Kolnick. If you're thinking to yourself, wow, this podcast sounds pretty good. I wonder who produced it. Well, it's Citizens of Sound, and they really are awesome to work with. When they reached out to me about starting a podcast, I decided to hit up other of their podcasters to see what it's like working with them. And every single person I spoke to said it was a wonderful experience to work with them. And I have to say that I've had nothing but a wonderful experience as well. I highly recommend it. So if you're considering starting your own podcast, I highly recommend hitting up Karis and Will Rutherford of Citizens of Sound. Citizens of Sound offers podcast branding, ideation and conception, episode production, consulting and training, music licensing and original composition, management and booking, audio production, YouTube production, content production, everything that you need to make an awesome podcast. Go to citizensofsound.com for more information and to connect with Karis and Will. They'll get you started on your podcast, and I can't wait to hear it. Hi, Jamie. Hi, sweet lady. (laughs) It's so good to see you. It's always good to see you, too. So grateful to have you here with me today. I'm so happy to be here. We're going to talk about how can I help? And I've got to say, that's something that you've been doing for a long time. I feel like that's a question you've asked yourself and you've really done a lot of helping of other people. And I'd love to, let's jump right in. Let's just jump right in and start talking about that. One of the things that we wanted to talk about today is loss. Yes. How loss has played a role in my life and how I have taken those experiences, the negative experiences in my life and learned from them, helped myself and helped others. Yes. And which you've done so brilliantly. Very few people have 
that I know have gone through as much loss as you have. And what's most remarkable to me about it is that I feel like if I were to have gone through so much loss, I might want to just like crawl into a hole and never get out. And you have done an amazing job of continuing to be a light in this world and of being just a beautiful person and a wonderful person to be around and a, such a productive person in, in life. <laughs> and, to a fault. To a fault. To a fault. My productivity was a part of my grieving, I think. I also think I'm a human who likes to do things and I heal by doing things and like putting myself into my work and to other people and to being a present person as a friend and as a family member. And also, you know, just in my career, like that has helped me heal. I also think it's been this double-edged sword where it's like all of the things that I've done are amazing. And I'm so grateful for those opportunities. But I think that some of my grieving and focusing on the hard parts I've ignored because I've wanted to throw myself into all the things that have distracted me mm. from the grieving part. But like, that's a journey. Yeah. Grief is a journey. So let's rewind. Yes. What is all this grief talk and what is she talking about? <laughs> when I was 13, uh, everything was fine and dandy. And I went to school with an older brother and I came out of school without one. I was in eighth grade and I remember my mom usually picks me up from school and she wasn't there that day. I was a friend's mom and she picked me up and we're in the car and I was told by my friend's parent that my brother was in a car accident and that day is a complete blur, but also I can see and visualize it as if it was yesterday. And I remember coming home to my middle brother, Mike, who was pacing back and forth and calling the traffic control and trying to find out what happened. And nobody was answering us and nobody was giving us any answers because most of the people around us knew that he had already died and they didn't want us to know until our parents came home to give us the news and they had like a flight back and all the things to deal with and wanted to tell us in person. So we waited all day and they came home and ran to us and everybody was watching and I remember the people that were there for me and Mike just stood around us as we fell to the floor and we were just this mess on the gravel of tears and feelings and screaming. And it was a lot. And I will never, I mean, that image and those feelings are just forever ingrained in my body and my mind. And that was my first real experience with this sudden loss. I had lost an uncle previously, but there was some, you know, stuff leading up to his passing that I had an idea that he was going to go. I mean, this was sudden, tragic. My brother, Alan, who passed in a car accident was 18. Another girl, Carrie Hyken, who was in the car with him also passed for both of our communities. It was this tragic, horrible experience. And after that moment, I looked at my grieving and my loss in a way that was harsh. I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to be seen. And I now having many years on a couch, yes, the therapizing help, yeah. myself. Also, you were 13 years old. No, even as an adult, like, you know, we recently lost a friend suddenly, Bob Sagan. It was 
and, and and we're adults and we're not, we don't really know how to process it. Like we are not built to know how to handle this. Mm-hmm. We're also not built to know how to talk about it after. Yes. We don't know how to talk about it with other people when they lose someone. We don't know how to come want to show up. Yes. We don't know. We want to, like, I think in general humans, they want to come to the rescue and the most and help in some way, but don't always know how, don't know the verbiage, don't know how to show up, but want to. Yeah. In the moment, was there anyone? who was able to connect with you and help you through that time? And how did they do it? What helped me the most was people just being there. And it was really hard when those people went away. Mm. So in the beginning, there were so many people around, my parents, friends, people showing up with food. I'm Jewish and I'm sure this happens in most religions, but food is like a love language, like a big love language. So there was always <laughs> bagels and lox and cream cheese. And, oh, the food you know, is so the, good too. The whole spread from the, the Jewish jelly, like lived in my dining room for months. Um, that was when my love affair with bagels began and it has not ended. <laughs> so I will say bagels really came to the rescue yes. for me in a way Bring that- And the way no humans could, I'm sorry, humans, but you're not bagels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's- (laughs) And you're never going to be bagels. Never will be bagels. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. But having people around and not even necessarily trying Mm -hmm. anything, but just being there, having friends who wanted to have fun. And go out and do fun things and invited me places that had nothing to do with the loss of my brother Mm -hmm. was helpful. And I leaned into that. And I think it was a blessing because I could call some of it a curse because I was ignoring some of what was going on. But I was also 13 and I can't really have any sort of regrets about how how I handled or judgments about how I handled the loss. Yeah. You were coping the best you could. Exactly. And I coped by getting a boyfriend who I was really interested in at the time. I call some of this grieving and what happened after Alan passed away, this death girl popularity. People looked at me as like, <laughs> it's so weird, Caitlin. Oh I know it's so weird, yeah. but maybe someone out there can relate to this. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. People started being like really nice to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it was this attention Yes, it was weird, but I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> but you used it. You used it. Like he wants to be my boyfriend. Cool. Like <laughs> I leaned into that, right? <laughs> and it was a good distraction. Yeah. Whether or not it was healthy is for someone like else to judge, but I'm not going to. And it was a really interesting. It was an interesting thing to be happening after and a lot of feelings that came along with losing my brother and then having people be super nice to me. Maybe that didn't give me the the time of day before and this weird popularity that came along with it. My mom had been sick since I was like five years old. She had breast cancer and went into remission, was in and out of remission. Maybe I was a little bit older because she battled for about 15 years before my past. So maybe I was like 12 or 13 actually. And she was in and out of remission and she thought she was never going to watch me grow up. And when Alan passed away, I mean, she never would have thought she would have lost a child before. No one ever wants to. I mean, no one ever thinks they're going to lose a child, but like she thought that she wasn't going to have the chance to watch us grow. She battled cancer for 15 years before passing in 2009. I haven't got to meet her. Grateful to have met her. Yes, you did. 
You did. She came to watch our show in Apeson's class and <laughs> you got to see her on her trips to New York yeah. and she was such a bright light and hilarious and just an um, amazing person that I'm so grateful to have called my mother. And my father passed in 2004 from leukemia. That was pretty sudden. Not to him. He knew for about five years before sharing with us. He kept it to himself too. If you're counting at this point, Jamie has lost three of her members of her nuclear yeah. family before the age of 25? 26 or 27. And my dad, I found out a year before he passed that he had leukemia and was going to be going for a bone marrow transplant and going with my mom to use Seattle and then to UCLA and going through all of the things. And I was in college at that time at UT Austin. So we've gotten real sad. So we've gotten real like this is this is like the oh, darkest of, darkest of any. This is this is dark, 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 dark. And yes, unimaginable loss. And yet you're here. And you're talking and we're cracking jokes and we're, we are. we're smiling and laughing and, you know, we hold on to all this pain. Like it's still, it's still so present as we're talking about it, right? It's not, it's not like that's, it's left ever the loss and the, and the love and the feeling of that there's pieces missing, right? But you continue to wake up and you continue to exist and to be and to, to grow. And like I said before, you have your, your bright shining light that maybe it was from your, your parent, your mom. You said she's a, she was a bright shining light too. And you definitely have that in you. So let's now bring it to how you have coped and moved and how helping for you has helped carry on their light instead of getting lost in the darkness. Well, I'm definitely at this point in my life leading by the example that my parents after Alan passed away, took actions and created a scholarship foundation in his name. Right after he passed, it was in lieu of flowers or anything, please make donations to the Alan Epstein Reach for the Star Scholarship Foundation. And this foundation was in memory of Alan and to help students with the personalities and, and the vivacious yearning for life like Alan, who were financially not as apt to go forward with their dreams as they would like to be and needed help, financial aid to seek out their biggest dreams and reach that full potential in, in Alan's honor. So, And you've kept this going. This is still in existence. Yes. Yeah, it is. So my parents started this scholarship foundation in, so Alan passed in 98 and they started it right after he passed. I feel like we started accepting essays from graduating seniors from high school in the South Florida area by 99 or 2000. And it's been going since we've awarded over 300 scholarships to graduating seniors from high school. And these are all people who have encountered some sort of struggle in their lives. This is the essay that we ask them to write is what sort of challenge have you met in your life and how have you overcome it? And there's also other things that we are evaluating as they you know, submit their applications, but this is the main part of their essay is sharing how they've overcome those struggles in their life. And that's what we're interested in learning. We don't care as much about a 4.0 GPA. We want to know how you do life. Yeah. Because <laughs> we all have those challenges. And then, of course, there's the financial need. Yeah. And it brings me so much joy to be able to help these students in Alan's honor and now in my parents' honor. Yeah. Because you've expanded this foundation too, or, or, or expanded the charities that you, you donate to in honor of your parents as well, right? Yes. Over the years, we've also donated to foundations for leukemia, breast cancer, also other like other relief funds that have come up, but we've, we're mostly at this point focusing on the kids and 
putting all of the financial aid into the, the students who are applying and needing financial help for their education. Do you still do the parties too every year? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the, how it started was one of Ellen's friends, Lisa Bass, she started this party on the beach over Thanksgiving where we invited everybody that knew Alan, knew me, Mike, my middle brother, and came to celebrate life, to celebrate Alan, to get together. I will be honest, it was a bit of a shit show um, <laughs> <laughs> because what's life without celebrating? And also Alan was a bit of a party animal. <laughs> he used to be a DJ with our dear friend, Adam Cohn. It was called CDs DJs. All of my friends hired Alan and Adam to be the DJs of their party. This was a guy who just showed up to life as the party. He was so fun, so funny. He was loved by everyone. So we're not going to sit around. I mean, obviously we're distraught. I think about Alan still to this day and cannot believe that I'm so much older than he was when he passed away. Double, now double his life. And so that's crazy to me because yeah. he's older than me. Like that's really weird when you are older than the person who passed away who was your older brother. But he just brought this spirit to every room that he was in. So having this party set up that Lisa started, which with along with the help of my parents, of course, and other friends, we've kept it going. We have a party every single year that is a fundraiser. And we figured out other ways to have fundraisers throughout the year as well. And we're still working on that. Both Mike and I have kids of our own and careers, and it's hard to do it all. Yeah, but you do. But you do but it we all. do. And it's amazing what you do and raising we money. We do our best to do it all. We'll have a link to your foundation, of course, if anyone feels like donating and learning more Thanks, about Kate. Reach for the Stars Foundation. So you mentioned how you and Mike have your own kids now. And now that you are a mother of three young ones, how do you take care of yourself now? I learned to meditate with my mom when she was at home with hospice. And we learned transcendental meditation in like the last month of her life. Oh, I love TM. I've done that too. Yes. And I remember that being one of my first introductions into really figuring out space and quietness for myself. This has been like a through line of self-care for me throughout my life, giving myself 20 minutes twice a day to sit with quiet and my mantra. And it's not something, I'm not perfect. This is not something I always do. It's never about being perfect. <laughs> it's not like I'll wake up in the morning to a Zach, which is my six year old on top of my head asking for Pokemon cards and <laughs> an Evan telling me that, you know, he wants to take his diaper off. Evan's and, the almost four year old. Uh, yes. And a Zoe who's crying for milk, but she's the quietest of the bunch. So she'll just be like, <laughs> she'll just be like, because she's the baby. <laughs> so if I don't wake up at 6.30 yeah. to meditate, it doesn't happen. But also then my day isn't off to the right start. So like these are moments we need to carve out for ourselves and be intentional about it. Yes. It's not easy to help ourselves. We have to make space for ourselves. We have to carve out that hour after school drop-off or whatever we're doing to do the things that fill us up and fuel us so that we can be productive, whether it be writing or something that you love to do or working out or having an actual breakfast and not fasting by accident. Yes. I'm definitely uh, prone to hangriness and to, <laughs> <laughs> it's like my brain doesn't function on all cylinders when I have everything that I need, even then, yeah. you know, and I, I feel like, but it's definitely down to like half a cylinder if I don't eat and rest and take that me time. For me, it's bath time. I love taking a bath. 
Thank you so much for spending time with me. Of course. Thanks for having me. It is so important to me that this podcast is more than just a podcast, but a community of people who are working to make the world a better place. And I want to hear what you're doing. I want to hear what your friends and family are doing that are making a positive impact. So call me at 818-732-6486. And you can learn more about our guests. And you can also contact me at howcanihelppod.com. Thank you for listening and for being a world changer. If you are experiencing loss right now, I hope this discussion helped you feel like you're not alone in those feelings, that loss is universal, and also that we can do things to help. It was a nice reminder for me and how I want to show up for my grieving friends just to be present, bring some food, bagels recommended, and to give to charity as a way of honoring those we've lost. If you want to learn more about Jamie's foundation, Reach for the Stars, you can visit rftsf.com. Jamie also has a fantastic company called Jam with Jamie, a nationwide children's entertainment company specializing in music for birthday parties, events, public and private classes and playgroups, and preschool music education. You'll hear more about it in a future episode, but to learn more now, you can go to jamwithjamie.com. Links to both websites are in the show notes. Thank you, Jamie, for sharing your stories with us. And thank you for listening and for asking, how can I help? A big thank you to Leslie Powell and Josh Gabbard for writing our beautiful, beautiful theme song. And to Karis and Will Rutherford for producing. And thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please write a nice review for us wherever you can write one. And please follow and spread the word about our little show here. And most importantly, share the love and ask, how can I help? How can I help?